Hello, I'm Jimmy Scheibel, and you're listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by the students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of the paradox in outdoor gear. When we think about getting outside, there is a vital piece which is oftentimes overlooked until you're unequipped for what you're doing. As Rachel Gross says in her piece, From Buckskin to Gore-Tex, no escape to nature is complete without a trip to the store. Throughout the last century, outdoor recreation has blown up in popularity, and along with that, so has consumer culture, which most people today associate with one another. Nearly all types of outdoor recreation require some amount of gear. Gear and outdoor recreation have been intertwined since the Civil War, and being outfitted for the outdoors has been commonplace since then. Guidebooks are considered to be the glue between consumer culture and outdoor recreation. Although many guidebooks existed before it, the Whole Earth Catalog, founded by Stuart Brand, published its first issue in 1968. Considered to be the hippie manual of the day, touting a liberal viewpoint but also championing backpacking and outdoor products, the catalog contained a slew of essays and product reviews, The magazine focused on empowering readers and explained how to become self-sufficient, DIY projects, and holistic ideals that influenced many of the creators of the huge outdoor brands we are familiar with today. Some of these companies include Schwinard Equipment, which became Patagonia and Black Diamond. Throughout the last 50 years, we have witnessed a major evolution in what we know as clothing and outdoor gear. In the 60s, Many outdoor outfits appropriate for mountaineering were typically based around the clothing used by soldiers in World War II. This clothing was centered around a layering system, things like cotton, undergarments, wool sweaters, down vests, and a final layer of nylon was typically the status quo. But like many things throughout time, rapid innovation led to products that allowed so much more to be done outdoors. As time progressed onto the 1970s, chemical companies and consumers together built a new outdoor tradition of high-tech nature that changed the skills needed to survive and thrive in the outdoors. It soon became evident that synthetic man-made garments and gear began to be the preference among outdoor experts because they were such a major improvement over natural fibers, and they made exploring the outdoors more comfortable and safe. In retrospect, there is a paradox of sorts that needs to be talked about. Throughout the last 50 years or so, trade barriers and incentives for manufacturing faster, cheaper clothing arose. And using petroleum-based, non-biodegradable textiles have become increasingly normal because they are so cheap to produce. But they can take 20 to 200 years to decompose. The clothing industry is among the most polluting industries in the world behind fuel and agriculture. The clothing industry also consumes an extensive amount of fossil fuels. Nearly 70 million barrels a year is an estimate. One of the major problems with using petroleum-based textiles, such as polyester, is not only because they are petroleum-based, but when they are washed, they introduce microplastics into our water system and oceans. These microplastics are ingested by fish, and in turn, they're consumed by us. The clothing industry is also one of the worst industries in water pollution because of the use of heavy unnatural dyes that are washed out and poured into our water systems. It needs to be mentioned that the creation process for seemingly natural textiles, such as cotton, are also a part of the larger problem. This is because much of the cotton used for clothing production is treated with insecticides, herbicides, and fertilizers that deplete the soil around it and ultimately ruin the land's fertility. 
which renders it useless for generations. Cotton also demands enormous amounts of water to be grown. The unfortunate reality is that we're conditioned to believe that we're in constant need of upgrading for better performance, comfort, and as a show of status, but we have reached the pinnacle of possession. In 1960, the average American invested in 25 new pieces of clothing per year. That's equal to 10% of their income. But as of 2016, we are now purchasing three times as much, with the majority being imported and usually made from some type of petroleum-based textile. Outdoor clothing and gear have a core purpose, which is to get you outside and stay comfortable outside. It could be argued that outdoor gear was created to bring you closer to nature. But we as consumers need to make a conscious effort to do our research when buying new gear. If you love the earth and the environment, and you don't want to be a slave to capitalism, I strongly urge you to do your research. If you're in need of a new piece of gear, I suggest you look for one that's been slightly used and buy it secondhand. Repair your gear when it gets damaged. And shop with companies that are environmentally conscious.